podcast. Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. Um, we've got a great artist coming on, Chelsea James. She's doing some great things out there. And we're excited to talk to her yeah. a little bit about her story, about music, and just see where this goes. So Chelsea, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're, we're great. great. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always like to start and show out the same that this year. We're in a weird year. Hopefully next year I don't have to start it out this way. Oh, hopefully not. <laughs> but this year, crazy year. How has COVID affected you and what are you doing to maneuver through that? Well, so specifically for the the recording and production of my new single, Hands on the Bible, um, that was like right when everything started so that they're just the recording process was totally different so mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm in the vocal booth and we're doing takes where uh, my producer is you know getting a feed through his computer it's obviously lagged so we have to do it send it to him he would then call us get on speakerphone i could hear him <laughs> through my, like okay could you do it this way and send me another one so like, oh. Yeah, and then send it so the recording process was a little took a little bit longer in in that sense but you know technology is great it's allowed everything to kind of continue obviously not getting to play as many shows um is kind of a bummer i i think we all miss that part so hopefully everything will get back to normal sooner rather than later so mm -hmm. yeah so anybody listening to this live or if you're watching the replay be sure to share 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 yes <laughs> they appreciate it. right now mm -hmm. boom there we go awesome so before we really get into your story a little bit tell us a little bit about some hobbies you like to do outside of music well um i so I live on, I, I grew up on a farm and I still live on a farm today out in Southwest Missouri. So, um, you know, in the summers, anytime I can go fishing, love all of the outdoor stuff. I, you know, it's deer season right now in Missouri. I, I'm, I'm not a big hunter. Um, my husband is, so, you know, I can like live vicariously through him, I guess. <laughs> he just right. brought home, so I'm proud. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um I'm I'm really into fitness too. I love I, I have a personal trainer. I see her every week. I love running, biking, working out. Obviously I love singing. Um, anything outdoors, you know. I I have two dogs that I love to hang out with as well. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, besides just singing and performing, obviously, you know, writing songs is not only part of the job, but it really is a hobby. I, I feel like I writing songs all day long in my head so yeah <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you quirky <laughs> <laughs> um there's lots of things i'm sure but <laughs> people i always tell people even doing interviews like this like i i'll get up on a stage and sing in front of however many people there are whether it's a hundred whether it's a thousand i feel like it's all the same um but the minute that the song mm -hmm. stops and i have to like talk in between i'm i'm the most awkward person ever like 
I I never know what to say. I I'm I'm terrible. I tell people I would rather and I remember like when I was in college taking public speaking classes and I would have to give a 3-minute speech, you know, like I said, I can sing in front of thousands of people. And if someone tells me, oh, okay, I need you to talk about something for three minutes, I'm like, like, it's terrifying to me, <laughs> you know? So, but gosh, there's many others. If I thought about it for a while, I mean, ugh, I could come up with a huge list. Yeah, if I had to give a oral book report in high school, I would take an F because I was not standing up in class. Yeah, I don't know what it is about speaking. Something I can do speaking you know, especially through the computer is much easier. But yeah, like if, yeah, if yeah. I had to give a speech, no, no way. I'd be sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, they ask, um, what, when did you know you want to do music? But I like to go deeper than that. <clears throat> when did it click that this could be a career? So I have, I feel like a very different story than most people do you know, most musicians. Um, I didn't really grow up in a musical family. I didn't like, I, I wasn't, I actually didn't even try out for choir in high school because I thought I wouldn't make it. Like I it just, it wasn't something that I grew up thinking, Oh, like I, I want to try to make a career out of this. You know, um, I actually, I thought that I, I could sing on key, but I didn't, you know, past that, I didn't really think much else of it. It's so funny. Literally, I was getting ready to go out somewhere in, in college with my girlfriends, and I was singing along to the radio to some Carrie Underwood song, I'm sure. And, <laughs> and they were like, whoa, sing some more. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. So I started yeah. singing and they're like, you're really good. And I'm like, I am. And so <laughs> forced me, forced me to go sing at karaoke bars, wherever. And, uh, I eventually joined at like a country cover band back home and we had our first show scheduled and it was going to be in front of like maybe 150 people, you know, like nothing, yeah. nothing crazy, but an hour before show, after, after before the show, after we did sound check, you know, the venue was filling up. I I was so terrified. It was almost like I was paralyzed. And I, said, I was just sick. I was just sick. I was like in the bathroom. I told myself, okay, you just have to get through this show and then I and then you never have to do this again. You never have to do this again. So I get up wow. on stage and I start singing the first song 30 seconds in. It just, like you said, it just clicked. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. I, I think I'm, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just discovered it. I don't know. I just, I was so terrified. I thought I'd never be able to do it again. And then I got up there and started singing and I just fell in love with it and love, you know, fell in love with performing and, the nervousness didn't completely go away, but it subsided a lot. Yeah. Yeah. From that point on, I knew. And then I thought, well, gosh, maybe there's a lot of stuff I could do that I didn't know yeah. I had. And that's when I started writing songs. And oh, wow. here I am now. It was definitely uh, a, a 
random discovery, I would say, that I ended up loving. So. I love I love that story. Yes, that's <laughs> now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's so important that people know that side of it because nobody does. And um, so I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full time with music. And I asked Allison what advice she would give an up and coming artist. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of me, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. She goes, um, <clears throat> you no longer own your life like you used to before that moment. So your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're grinding, you can't say no to a gig. And they and you can't say and you can't cancel a gig once you've booked it because there's people on the line there and you sure don't want to be that type of artist. So they never understand because they got this 95, nine to five and you've got this 24 seven business. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice around you because they got to let you go. You know, there, there are times where you're going to not be days on the road and not see your spouse, see your family, see your parents and all that. But they have to learn to let you go. Then on top of that, she said, there might be times where you're sick. You don't feel good. You had a bad day. You got to get up there and put a mask on, pun intended, um, <laughs> so to speak, and just play your heart out, even if you don't feel it at that moment. Because once you get into it, you'll feel it anyway. Um, but then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of you, if you cannot see yourself doing something else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Well, she <laughs> is 100% hit the nail on the head. Every, I mean, everything that you were just relaying, like I, I can completely relate with. And, you know, like I said, it, this was something that I didn't grow up thinking, oh, this is what I wanted. It, it, it was something I really randomly discovered and it came to me and I quickly realized why this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, that first night I got up on stage, it, it was so, um, it was such a strong pull. I was just, I just knew, you know, there's always, no matter what dream you're following, there are ups and downs, especially I feel like for me, since I was so new, I, new to music in general, I was trying to figure out who I was, what message I wanted to send. There was a lot of people who were trying to answer that question for me that I had to realize, you know, you quickly realize in the music business, the way to make it is to stay true to yourself because yeah. you know, very quickly when you're not genuine and, yeah. um, mm -hmm. You know, I always say I'm a terrible actress. I, there's no way that I could pretend. I, like if I'm going to sing something, it has to mean something to me personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's true. I I remember many nights where, you know, I I would work my full time job. Luckily, I have more flexibility now. 
Um, I would work full time job through the week, play three shows a weekend, traveling, and just exhausted. And I would get off stage sometimes and literally have to go throw up because I had a migraine from the loud music constantly for hours and hours Mm -hmm. on end. Just, but it's true. You get you get up on stage, and it's something that you love so much. You know, you're willing to do whatever it takes, and um, you know, it is the the sacrifices are definitely worth it because I have tried to. I'm I'm a very Type A person, so <laughs> having a career that has no guarantee. <laughs> oh, yes. that schedule. You know, it's hard for. <laughs> a girl like me who wants their life planned out um and you know i've tried to say well uh, you know maybe maybe i should focus on a, on a career and i just Can't i just get pulled i just get pulled back or a song idea comes to my head and i and it pushes me it's like you know i just get these little signs of like no you need to keep going no you need to keep mm-hmm. going keep going yeah. and it, sometimes you can you can feel like, ah, oh, I just wish I were here. I just wish I were right. a little farther, but then, you know, we know you, look feeling. Yes, yeah. we yeah. feeling. you look back from where you started and you're like, wow, I, <laughs> I never would have thought I would even be here. So, you know, you, 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 it's right. hard not to forget where you started and how far you've come. But I try to, I try to keep thinking of that. And honestly, at the end of the day for me, I love writing and singing. And if I can do that for the rest of my life, I'll be happy. That's, that's what I love to do. And I, I want to put out music that people can relate to and that's all I want to do. So. And, you know, we totally get where you're coming from because when we started the show in January, um, our whole plan was maybe a hundred interviews our first year. We thought if we did a hundred interviews first year, we would be on track. We'd probably be more shows in our, than most hosts. And then COVID happens. And then I was like, Oh God, this could be a, <laughs> this could be a sign here for right. us. We, it's our year to shine and y'all need a place to talk. So I was like, you know what? Let's just give them the place to talk. And because of that, mm-hmm. we're at like 275 shows for the year interviews. And right. we're so far further. Like you were saying, we want we we know where we want to be, and sometimes we get so focused on that that we forget where we started from compared yes. to where we are yes. now. Because we yes. never imagined being like, like I was telling you before the show. We had Lee Bryce on yesterday. I can't yes. even imagine having Lee Bryce on in under a year yeah, of starting a show have. from scratch. And it's it's just been crazy. And then have you know having so many th- great things on and all that. It's just been crazy. It has. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, just like you said, I mean, you never know what can happen when you just take a step forward, you know, toward what toward what you want to do. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, it, so now that we talked about a little bit of the sacrifice side, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, my gosh. Well, just recently... Um, I, so back in high school, I, I'm, and I all, I still am a huge Rascal Flats fan. And, oh, yeah. um, 
so their song, one of their songs, Stand, I was a huge fan mm -hmm. of this day. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. Great song. Yes. yes. Uh, and I remember that song came out when I was in high school. And um, I actually was able last month to write with the guy who wrote, who was one of the writers on that song. Oh, and wow. we ended up oh, wow. um, writing, going to be an upcoming single. So that was like a, a, a full circle moment for me, for sure. I was like, wow, I never would have imagined that I would get to be doing this. And here I am. It was, it was very surreal. <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see like the PR people. They don't see the managers, the producers. And in my opinion, they don't get enough love out there. So I always said on our show, they're going to get the love that they deserve. So tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my gosh. So I've got all my, my gals over at burning ground entertainment. Um, Dawn, Anna, Kerrigan, Veronica, they, I, I, I always tell them, I'm like, look, I can sing, I can write songs, the marketing, the social media, the branding side, like all of that, the business side of it. I'm like, right. So it it really takes that that um that phrase you know it takes a village yes to raise children it takes a village to <laughs> to make an artist and they from setting up from setting up interviews and helping me network helping me shape my brand I mean that side of it that is completely necessary that you know. Like I said, I, I can be an expert in one thing, but if I tried to do it all, I would fail miserably. So they are amazing for the, all of that. So, And, you know, talking about team, we've got a third co-host, yes, our little eight-year-old that we always bring on to ask one question. Ah, to. Yes, his name's Christopher. So I'll go get him. And, yeah. and, um, and we've got a 20-month-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too, because we are a family affair. Oh, perfect. I love it. Yeah. That's what it's funny. Sometimes I'll, I'll sit there and watch lives that, that artists are doing after they came on the show. And if they talk about this show, they always mention him. So I'm like, hmm, that's our secret <laughs> weapon is him. Yep. There you go. <laughs> There's branding right there. <laughs> yeah. Because because who get who who does an interview have a, that has an eight year old ask a question? <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> So we'll so it'll be cool one day when people are big on stage and he can say I asked her a question. Oh my Cause he, god! Because he got yeah. to ask Cassidy. You know he's he's spoken to Cassidy Pope. Yeah. Uh, In fact, he was really excited about Lee Bryce yesterday because that's one of his favorite artists. And then our like I was telling you before the show, our very first video was at was Allie Brooke. And oh, he yeah. and, and she's um, on some of his shows, so he was a little shy on that one because he, he <laughs> really loved Allie Brooke because of the shows that he watches. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. Hi. How are you? Doing good. What's your favorite food? Oh my goodness, that is a hard question. <laughs> the hardest question so far of this interview. Um, my favorite food. Well, since Thanksgiving is coming up, I, I do kind of have mashed potatoes on my mind. I could I could literally eat five pounds of mashed potatoes, I think. 
So I'm very excited for Thanksgiving next week. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yours, Lucas? Pizza. Pizza. Oh, that's a that's that's a close second for me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he could eat it all day long. He could. He loved it. <laughs> luckily, we have to stay only certain times. Yeah. yeah, luckily at your age, you have that luxury that you can eat pizza all day long. So. Yeah, he could. He runs it off. He runs it off. Bye, thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he he loves that part and all he that. And, you know, when we first launched the show, I was like, you know what? We're going to be a family show, and I want to mm -hmm. keep that going. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love that. I. See, like that's that makes it that's so memorable. Not that you two aren't memorable, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we get it. Everybody I, I love that. Yeah. So, if you could co-write with any person, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Um. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know how much she writes now but i would love to write with reba mcintyre oh that would be awesome. and do you really need an explanation i don't know i think it's just one of those things like you know you i grew up singing her songs and i still i still oh, have her in my set list today some covers and um she's such a good storyteller and she's such a genuine person and you like without meeting her, you feel like you know her, and I love her sass. Um, oh yes, <laughs> that would be a dream of that mine. would be awesome. So this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years, and I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question because <clears throat> because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living now. So she knew where she was going. Oh, yes. Yeah. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, I, I would say if in five years I will have played a show at the Grand Ole Opry, mm -hmm. I could probably die happy. You know, I, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, and I, I'm, I feel like, Yes, if I were to be as big as Carrie Underwood one day, great. But if I if I would have the ability by then to have my music reach reach that many the reach that the Grand Ole Opry has and what that means to be on that stage, mm -hmm. I would be happy. Oh, I think this guy's kicking me out of the parking lot <laughs> of his at your we door a while ago. That, yeah, that's but, funny. Yeah, he's, crazy. he's not happy with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Wow. <laughs> this would be a story to tell. Yeah, no, I think he's about to make a phone call. Wow. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> so yeah. well, we'll, we'll, we'll go on and try to end it here. Then quickly, um, yeah. quickly. Well, um, what is what is a piece of advice you would give an up and coming artist? Uh, I think the number one thing is stay true to yourself. Don't try and change your sound to sound like someone else because that doesn't make you unique. And people in music, I feel like everyone's always looking for something that they haven't heard before. And that's the key, yeah. you know. Um, so just find what you're good at and do that over and over and over. I love that. So yes. tell everybody how they can reach out to you. 
So um, you can follow me on all of my social media, Chelsea James Music. My name is spelled S-E-Y, not S-E-A, my first name. So uh, you might not find me if you spell it like that. But Chelsea James Music, um, ChelseaJames.com. So follow me. I will have a music video for Hands on the Bible coming out uh, within the next few days. So be watching for that. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, we really enjoyed having you on. And since it was cut short, we would lo definitely love to have you back down the road. Yes. I would love to. Yeah. Maybe I should uh, pick my <laughs> parking spots more wisely. <laughs> <laughs>